Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. 
proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Buenas, 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 buenas day to you. It's a Thursday, ladies and germs. Great day to be alive and well with you. And we've got a full cast and crew here, present and ready to roll on what promises to be a rather informative educational it always is when i get together with these folks i always learn things and a fun day as well and a fun day because that's my fun day when i don't have to run day thursday is my fun day when i don't have to run day john adams great thursday to you and yours and i'm proud to say that john adams is presented by on this glory day jennifer morris keller williams you deal with Jennifer, you're dealing with a really awesome, terrific person. She is the living Vol fan. She's extremely sports-minded. A self, well, she calls herself a sports degenerate, which is quite fun. Uh, she's a dog person, which I love. She's really next level. And the bottom line is don't buy or sell your, your home on your own. That's a huge undertaking. You can get hurt very quickly doing that. And Jennifer Morris at Keller Williams wants to take great care of you. And her number is 865-257-7897. You can also find her at nextmovesmokymountains.com, nextmovesmokymountains.com. And I encourage you to look her up and talk some sports with her. She's got some great takes. Uh, and John Adams, you having your Elvis background, she has her Elvis background. She's got more to tell you. About Elvis the next time we get together. Buenos dias oh, to you. Good. Oh, she's got, yeah, we, she's got something for you that's going to freak you out. Really? Oh, my gosh, yeah. And I'm going to leave it at that because I, do, I do teases on here. It's what we do. So, John, yeah, I, uh, how you been, bro? Yeah, go How you been? I'm okay. It was sad to see that Bobby Knight mm-hmm. passed away. Mm-hmm. How close, John... Did Bobby Knight come to be a Tennessee's coach? Uh, I, I can't help you there. What do you think? What do you remember about it? Gosh, Tennessee had so many coaching changes, I can't even remember. When was that? What year was that? Brian, when was that? Get Refresh my memory. It was right before they hired Pearl, wasn't it? That was uh, the 2005 spring, like March of 2005. Mm-hmm. 
right before he went to Tennessee Tech, right, Bry? Texas Tech. Or Texas Tech, I mean. I think he was Texas Tech's coach when Tennessee was looking to hire that year. What did you make of Bobby Knight, John? Well, I told a story on here. He was very, a lack of a better term, anti-media. He, he wasn't real fond of the media. Uh, but he put on a show, and uh, I told a story on here covering the Final Four when I was in Baton Rouge and LSU was playing, and uh, Bobby Knight uh, was walking through the hotel room. There were a lot of ten- uh, ho- hotel lobby area, and there were a lot of LSU fans in there in the mm-hmm. bar, mm-hmm. naturally. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were, uh, one of them was kind of heckling Bobby Knight, and he went over there and grabbed the guy and put him in a garbage can. Right. Held him there, and the fans were saying, chanting, who dat, who dat, who dat choking that tiger? So great, John. So what great. What are you showing me? Who dat choking that? T- I just got this thing on video. I'm playing oh, around. Okay. Video. I'm playing around with video today for some reason. I, I, I'm sorry. I thought you were doing one thing at a time. That never happens. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he was a great coach. Um, said some very in- incendiary things through the years. Didn't mm-hmm. wasn't always politically correct. Mm-hmm. But he was a great coach, um, and his teams played really well in the tournament, usually. He was what we kind of call a freak. <laughs> I mean, he was nuts, you know? How come I can't get this thing to full screen back? Um, so to those of you watching on uh, Twitter, I'm, I've found something else I can play around with here. And uh, I guess, is that showing me? Show me what it's showing is it showing me? It's got me got like, cut off. Yeah, I, I was afraid of that. How do you make? Are we? This are, we uh, are we on air now? Here, Laura, make this thing bigger for me. I don't know how you do this thing. Uh, he didn't even hear my question. Yeah, we're on the air, but okay. I got to fool around with this thing on Twitter. So, what do you guys make of this weekend, John? We're doing this thing we do in college football where you take a week off in the middle of your season. It's the college football existence, Sean and I, Matt, and Brian were talking about this last night. It is literally the strangest thing. If you were to explain this sport to somebody, you would have the hardest time explaining the sport to somebody because you literally take a week off in the middle of your season or at the end of your season or whatever part this is in our season. You, you, you literally take time off like we're taking a week off this week. And the SEC is the worst about that, Tony. Think about when the interest is most heightened in college football. It's at the first part of the year yes. when college football returns. Everybody's fired up about the sport coming back, a new season. Then toward the end of the year, when you're headed down the home stretch, you've just come out. You've come out with the college football playoffs uh, selection committees, top 25. And then the the SEC is so bad about this. They just they get these opponents like Tennessee's playing Connecticut. And, and you know, look around. There's some big games this week in the SEC: LSU, Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, Missouri, Georgia, and 
you would think that's what it'd be all over that at this time of year your schedule would be seven SEC games. Mm-hmm. All four teams in act fourteen teams in action, banging heads. Uh, and that's not the case. I mean, this is a homecoming game for Tennessee and what's the attraction for UConn? Matt, what is the attraction? What's what's your what's your jam? What do you got to say about this, Matt? Uh, well, I, I do have my game face on in honor of, uh, of Bobby Knight. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe just a, a, a night's trip to the mountains and enjoy Knoxville. If you're Connecticut, yes. I don't know. You're getting a nice paycheck. But you do. I mean, I'm just talking about from a fan standpoint, right? Oh, the Amati, the Amati tailgates, the, the, the take center stage on so, Saturday. It's the main event for us. It is literally the main event because yeah, I, I hate that it's at uh, noon and not at like four. I know where the kids can enjoy it. I guess the SEC, somebody in the SEC scheduling office has been listening to the the show of record and us making fun of the the three thirty dark matches. Yes. Well, you know, uh, one thing that the fans can, from Connecticut can get is that they never had the opportunity to play in a place like Neyland Stadium very often. Yes. They've never seen anything like that. Yes. And they never will where they're. In, on their schedule, typically. And it's a chance for us to gather. You know, it's a chance for us to gather. I just don't know, and, and I'm, you know, and I'm trying to work through this thing. I, I just, when they get to these TV deals, are they going to continue to do this nonsense? I mean, John, isn't that the big question here? Are the TV networks going to let them get away with this? Isn't that a major I, question here? I think that's it's a good question. I kind of think they will. I mean, they have the, this long. Yeah, and the SEC's kind of acting like, okay, if you want us to play a nine-game schedule, you should pay, play us, pay us more. My goodness, they're... <laughs> They're just, you know, pouring money on the SEC. Yep. And if I were a network executive, I want something in return. I wouldn't want to see Tennessee play in Connecticut in November. Right. I wouldn't want to either. Unless it's basketball. But why? I I don't understand. Well... I don't understand why this league isn't going to go to eight, uh, going to go to nine league games. Because you, the, the coach, I think it's because the coaches in this league are so powerful. Yep. They don't want to play. They don't want to play nine games, most and it, of them. Invariably, when that goes on, the fans are the ones that lose. You know? Yeah, but um, Tennessee's not having trouble selling season tickets. No, they're not. So why should they worry about it? That's a great point, John. That's a great if point. People are people are I paying to see you Tennessee play UConn yes. in November. So there you go. So we'll uh, if you want to get in with us eight six five two hundred five four zero two. I got to figure out the visual presentation of this thing. I'll I'll figure it out because I'm trying to go unplugged in here. In the studio, I guess that semi works. Let's see if I can block 
if I can block this being distract being a distraction. John, what do you think of me um, orienting the show around the fact that there's 35 people watching me right now, and I'm obsessed with it? It's typical you. Uh, I think you're probably losing listeners. Matt, do you think I'm losing listeners or gaining listeners by doing this? Uh, or somewhere in the middle? Probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I'm just mesmerized watching you on, on the video. So you're watching this? You're wa- <laughs> what are yeah, you trying I'm, to do? I'm yeah, just I'm trying, trying to, to do. I don't know. that The X thing, they've got a video just, thing uh, now. And I'm just trying to figure out how to implement it and use it, and and it's not working. So. Just uh, just watch out for the can of barbecue oh. sauce that's on display. Well, I'm going to come back to spaces. Oh, poor well, I mean, couldn't you do this off air when well, you're not I could live on the show? Yeah, I should have done that. So, I guess the question becomes what to do about Nico this weekend. How much Nico is enough, Nico, and how much Nico is too little, Nico? And what are we to make of that, John? How much Nico is too much, Nico? And how much Nico is enough, Nico? I don't think most fans can get enough, Nico. I think they would like to see Nico start the game. This is a game you figure to pretty much sleepwalk through and win handily. Um What's the line? What's the latest line on this game, Brian? It's uh, thirty-four and a half, I believe. Thirty-four, Woo! thirty-five. Woo! Thirty-four. And a half. Matt Dixon, if you had to play that, and I said I'm going to force you to play it, what are you playing, Matt? No, I'd I'd take Tennessee side. I think it's actually jumped from like it opened to like thirty or thirty and a half, so it's actually jumped. You know. Three or four points, but yeah, I'd, I'd play Tennessee because I, th- I think you're going to showcase Nico in the second half. So I think you're going to you're not going to necessarily let up like maybe you typically would. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Morrow's a good coach. I know he doesn't have much to work with, mm-hmm. but he might be able to do some things schematically that could affect Tennessee. No, you don't think so. No, they have no team. You know, yeah, at the a, end of the day, John, hammer. at the end of the day, players Well, play. I didn't say they were going to come close. I just mean he might be able to come within 34 points. No, I don't know, man. <laughs> players play and coaches coach. Somebody, I will say this. Yeah. They've been involved in some one-score games. They they lost by 10 to NC State, and yeah. I think Duke beat them like 41 to 7. I think that's their most lopsided loss. Uh, I'll give you guys do that. Yeah. Do with that what you will. I'll give you guys something interesting though, which is a funny thing about these coaches. You know, Nick Saban's probably going to suffer a second loss of the year this weekend. Although if he does, I he's don't gonna, know. Although if he doesn't, he's going to go eleven to one. John's LSU boys are going to get it done, Brian. I don't know, Tom. Huh? I said I don't know about that. I. I don't, I don't think, think Alabama can score enough points to keep up with LSU. Dixon, what do you say? I think Adams boys are going to get it done. Uh, I, I wish you hadn't said that on air. Um, I think LSU's got got a lot of injuries in their secondary, which is worrisome. But I, at the end of the day, I think LSU can outscore Alabama. They've it's, got the they've got the much better quarterback. Yep, and that's that's huge. 
and that's they got the, the deal. better yeah. better running backs, better receivers, and no. probably a better offensive line. We sit around and worship these coaches, and that's fine. You know, fans are going to do that. But Josh Heupel, when you take that quarterback away from him, all of a sudden doesn't look so brilliant offensively. Now he's still pretty good. And if Tennessee can get home with a nine and three record this year, or somewhere near that, that'd be a nice season. It really will be. Now if they can get to ten and two, that's a miracle in my mind. But that's still on the well, table. But it's, I don't think it's yeah. a miracle because if they'd have just beaten uh, Florida, well, I, you're not being. Come on. What do you mean? I mean, you got to be realistic here. That A and M to me makes up for Florida. A and M's A and M was more talented than Tennessee. They were favored against Florida. Brian, they were favored by like six points. Brian, no Cooper Mays. You weren't winning that game. Come on. You saw the game play. But I'm out. just saying it's not far fetched to say Tennessee could be have only one loss at this point. Well, and then it, it is far fetched because you weren't going to win the A and M game and them. I mean, if you, you know, A and M, are you serious? They're extreme. They're extremely. I mean, they're they're more. I talented. know, but they they find ways to lose, Tony. I know, but they're more talented than we are. I mean, you got to you look at the thing in its totality. This has been a well, really nice season. We're three-quarters of the way through it, and this has been a good year for these guys so far. Very good year, in fact. No? I don't think so. I mean, I think they should have beaten Florida. It's not been a bad year. I'm not saying it's a bad year. It's been, been, it's been, it's been very saying. good. It's been very good. I'm surprised, John, you feel that way. No, I thought they should have beaten Florida. You're better than that. I thought they should have beaten Florida, Tony. Tennessee's better than that. Shouldn't have lost to Florida. Matt, who's singing off the same the right song book here in your opinion? Who you more apt to agree with? Uh I I kinda think you're a six and two team at this point, so I mean I yeah. you should have you should have beaten Florida. You had a great opportunity to beat Alabama. Um but you know, you just have some limitations. Um with your quarterback and then defensively, your secondary, the offensive lines, you know, got like six guys and any injuries, you know, you're on a razor's edge. So you're, you're kind of, I think you're still kind of tracking that nine and three, yep. uh, maybe eight, eight and four at the end. If we look back in the Florida game being the, the one that got you the fourth loss. So, you know, it just, you know, I think you kind of where you're supposed to be about this point. And and I think my point is, though, we were talking about Alabama, right? Nick Saban, absent of a first-round NFL draft pick, all of a sudden doesn't look so brilliant. He looks human. Now, if LSU allows them to go off and beat them, and then all of a sudden we're standing there and we're looking at an we're looking at an Alabama team that goes eleven and one. Fine, that'd be an incredible coaching job by him. Tennessee should have beaten them though, and we're not really there yet. We're just not as a program. So you're saying Tennessee should have beaten Alabama? Well, could have beaten them, but I'm not okay. going to hold it against the Vols that they lost to Florida. Alabama and Georgia, because before the year I thought this was a nine and three team, and I was honest about where the talent is on this team, John. And this, like well, Matt I, said, we're a six and two team right now. It's what we are. Okay. 
Well, no, that's going to go three and one in the final leg of the season. I mean, that's just, you could always look at these games, and there are a lot of teams in the league this year that are going, well, we should have won, could have won that game. It's all bunched together because of quarterback play. Yeah, but even with the quarterback play, I think Tennessee could have beaten Florida. With how much better they are than maybe the preseason expectations, I think winning at Missouri would make up for losing at Florida. Say, I agree with that. Do you agree with that, John? Winning at Missouri would make up for losing at Florida. And you could give yourself a shot at a 9-3. and three. Watch us. I still think it should have beaten Florida. <laughs> they never look win what, in Florida. Look, Tony, Joe Milton look, wasn't winning look, down there. Tony, look what, look what Kentucky point. did to Florida. John, look what Kentucky did to Florida. Joe Milton wasn't winning down there. Get real. Come on. And that's my point. I think if they played down there, I think if they played down there now, they beat them. Joe Milton no, they wouldn't, wasn't he wouldn't winning down there. I repeat, Brian Hartman, jo- repeat after me. Joe Milton wasn't winning down there. And that's my point. My point is these. we make this all about these coaches, and it's really about the best quarterback in these games, week in and week out. How good was Milton over the weekend, John? I mean, now that we look back on it. You jumped oh, in I with thought he was middle of the night. He was very good. For who, he was terrific. He yeah, it's the best he played. Yep. He carried over what he did against Alabama and did it against Kentucky. But the thing I thought he did uh, was he threw the ball on the run. Yep. Hey, I'm going to take a break here. I'll be right back. Puppy dog barking. I love it. He's going to come back. Matt Dixon, I got to ask you something. Matt Dixon, I got to ask you something. Are you ready? Are you ready to say it, Matt? And are you enjoying the fact that we haven't tipped the ball off yet? I'm starting this, Matt Dixon. Are you enjoying that? Well, you also you called the Florida game a borderline layup the entire offseason, and now you're saying that they had no chance to win that game. So now you're already raising another banner in TBA. Do you like the steadfastness with which I'm approaching this subject? Yes or no, Dixon? Uh, yeah, very, very level-headed and, and, you know, not not diving all in before the season even starts. Do you have Kinect 4 fever right now? I want to know that. Uh, I, I will by the time the SEC season starts. Are you already sick of me hyping this team? Yes, very, very much so. Am I deviating from the general tact of the program here or am I pouring for the course? Well, usually you at least wait until they, they throttle a team or two here in you know November or early December to do that to start over hiking them. You've, you've already done it. Brian, I've kind of gone all in. You can't, can't really walk it back now. Brian, why am I playing this song? 
because the Final Four is going to be played this year in Phoenix, Arizona, and this is Glenn Campbell's classic, By the Time I Get to Phoenix. Thank you, Brian. In honor and tribute to that. Can you picture it, Matt Dixon? Same place where the Texas Rangers, who've never done anything in their lives, won a world championship. Have you annexed the Texas Rangers' success? The only problem with them winning last night is that Dallas Cowboy fans get to feel some joy, but I'm not sure how many Cowboy fans are really Ranger fans. Do you believe, Matt Dixon? I want to know right now. Do you, are you going to annex the synergy of what the, of what the Texas Rangers have had heartbreak after heartbreak and no romance in the postseason? Matt Dixon. Uh, I'm not quite there yet, Tom. How about you, Bri? Are you feeling the synergy? Rick Barnes and Bruce Bochy. Hey, two tremendous veteran go. captains, two let's, Hall let's, of Fame coaches. Rick Barnes and Bruce Bochy. Matt, are you feeling the synergy between those two? Right now, I need to know it. Uh, I, I don't, but if you do, that's enough for me. For Matt Dixon to get a dig in there about me in that Florida game being a layup. That's a horrendous take if that happened on here. That would be a really, really horrendous take if somebody could dig up the tapes. We'll come back, get some calls in, 865-200-5402. We're off and running with you on a Thursday. Rice fans, rice fans, rice fans as we continue after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. 
Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hello everyone, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Get ready because the countdown has begun. It's the week you've been waiting for. Mark your calendars for our annual estate and antique event happening November 3rd and 4th. You won't want to miss it, so why not bring a friend? Take a stroll through history and who knows, you might find the perfect piece to take home. Join us, Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia for an unforgettable two-day event, November 3rd and 4th. Tillis Jewelry, where timeless beauty becomes reality. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Hey gang, Carl Wayne Meekins here. I want you guys to come out and see us live on Veterans Day, 11-11-23, 7 p.m. Guitar and Cadillac Hall that sits right on top of Puckett's in Columbia, Tennessee. Got a huge lineup for you. We've got Troy Kemp, Katrina Burgoyne, myself and my band, and then the legend Jimmy Wayne's going to come in for a few songs. Going to be a big night in Columbia, and Columbia ain't going to be the same. Okay, so get your tickets at eventbrite.com. Guitar and Cadillacs, Carl Wayne Meekins. We'll see you there. Welcome back, everybody. It is time to talk to our favorite grocer, Miles Johnson. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, buddy. What we got today at uh, Foodland? Well, this week we have ground chuck for three forty nine a pound, ribeye steaks six ninety nine a pound, sweet potatoes sixty nine cents a pound, green cabbage seventy nine cents a pound, food club vegetable oil three forty nine, and Coke six packs three for twelve. And I want to also mention this Friday, one day only, we have a special sale which includes. Land Lakes butter, three eighty eight each. Marie Calendar frozen pies, five eighty eight each, and Domino sugars, two eighty eight each. All right, some good deals as always, and uh, people need to come in and take uh, advantage of those great savings. Once again, you're located at uh, on West 7th Street, right there by the post office, open seven days a week. You're open 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. People need to come in and check out, and uh, you got a great staff as always. I appreciate them, and uh, Miles, you have a great week, so we'll talk to you next week, buddy. All righty, thank you. Thank you. 
Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. T to the B back with you. I'm a little put off by John Adams' behavior in segment one. Downcasting the Vols. I think this season is, I think they are where they are. Now, Matt Dixon took an kind of an unwanted, unnecessary dig at me, maybe a wanton dig at me, maybe, when he said that I called the Florida game a layup back in the summer. Hmm. <laughs> but you, you were laughing about that matchup. But you know, John, after looking at it, after thinking about I, I even though I never believed in Joe Milton, I thought the Vols would handle the spot better. But, you know, thinking about the year now, and you got to be honest here. With him at quarterback, were they ever going to get down there and win? Well, I mean, they went to Kentucky and won. Oh, my gosh, John. Kentucky dismantled Florida. Oh. Yeah, I mean. The laws of Kentucky. don't work Kentucky, if Florida would have played Kentucky last week, Kentucky would have won the game. But that's a You know, uh, that series is just the way it's gone is bigger than Joe Milton. It's bigger than one player. Brian, if you'd, taken, if you'd have taken Hendon Hooker down there this year with, against that Florida team, you'd have named the score. Been like Priceline back in the day. You'd have been naming your price, brah. Come on, man. Get real. But that's my point about college football. We 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 spend all this money on these coaches when really what y'all be spending your money on are these payrolls and these players. That's the truth. Okay, so you could get assembled the same amount of talent pretty much. Yeah. And it wouldn't matter. So you could have Jeremy Pruitt coaching your team. I didn't say that. <laughs> Eight six five. You could have Butch Jones coaching your team. Butch Jones came very close to breaking through, even though we we all agree he's a boob. If they'd have won that night against Oklahoma, his tenure's probably different here. Before it unraveled. Yeah, but it was you, don't you think it was going to unravel anyway, no well, matter how one game? Yeah, I'm not going to die on the Butch Jones hill. Trust me. But once you get a thing going. Like, I'm looking at that Dabo Swinney deal, which is really interesting. And then, by the way, to the Michigan fan listening, it, and, and they've talked themselves into the fact that their head coach doesn't know about this, and they're going to give this guy a raise. Apparently, he's getting ready to become the highest-paid coach in college football. Apparently, allegedly. This story with Jim McElwain somehow ending up in the middle of it, might be one of my favorite things that's ever happened, uh, Dixon, in my lifetime. Yeah, well, McElwain spent a year up there at Michigan while that Stallions guy was like a volunteer. Like, before he got the Central Michigan job, he, you know, was like an intern or whatever up there. So they the put har- that the guy... Rehab deal. So the story goes, they put that guy in coach's clothing over there. 
in order to do what he was doing, give him a better view of Michigan State signals. Yes. And he had the, the sunglasses that had the recording thing on them. Uh, he had like a fake play sheet that I don't even know if anything was on that. The sheets he was holding up. But no, that's incredible. Everything about this story is awesome. When the guy goes it never over. That, the the yeah. quote about that McElwain had when he, he actually called him like sign-stealing guy. Of course, I inserted, if you took out sign-stealing guy and put in shark humper, the quote, like everything he said would have worked perfectly in that situation as well. Like a mad lib. You know? Yeah, uh, yes, like a yeah, you, mad lib. If you saw the statement of, of what McElwain at his presser said, he goes, everyone has now seen the picture that's going around, and the only thing I could think of was the picture of the shark. And that's what Matt's saying. Yeah, it was so so uh, so funny to me. He said he didn't know who's on his sideline. Yeah. <laughs> I love college head coaches, man. Who is that guy over there? I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, he can stay. I don't know. He, he's standing right by your defensive coordinator talking to him in between plays. I mean, he I can, don't know who he is. He can stay. He can stay. What I wonder is how many other teams have has tried this oh, to yeah. some level. Oh, yeah. I mean, we I talked about this before, but it's naive to think that Michigan's the only team that came up with this plan. Well, the thing that's really interesting from the Michigan perspective, and it has to infuriate them, but before the scheme, the coach was going to get fired and had to give a bunch of money back. After the scheme, the guy is going to become one of the richest coaches, highest, highest paid coaches. Well, he's going to be the highest paid coach in the country. Now, is it, think it happenstance? A- is it happenstance that they did they gain an edge? Did he just get better players? Did he become a smarter coach? Is this just a coincidence? See that, I, and I guess that's something, John, that none of us will truly ever know. Like what kind of edge they really had. The New England Patriots were so far ahead of everybody, John, and they showed up filming a New York Jets practice. <laughs> Think about that. I mean, they were like four touchdowns better than the Jets. Hey, you got to protect your border. I was asking Watson Brown yesterday, why won't Nico play in the first half? Because you and I are like-minded. I'm getting him in that game Saturday as soon as possible. I get three scores ahead. He plays the rest of the way. That's it. That's the game. That's it for me. As soon as I get three scores ahead, he plays the rest of the way. And I give him several series with the ones. Watson said the reason head coaches don't do it, John, is they're paranoid. Paranoid. Oh, yeah. When they look at a player, uh, let's just say a quarterback coming into the game, they think and focus on what he can't do and what he might not be able to do. Yeah. Not what he could do. I mean, that's just the nature of it. It's like coaches say, before we win, we got to find a way not to lose. And that's pretty much the common theme of football coaching. You can't. That's why they always talk about the turnover margin. Because we can't give somebody a game. Um, Before we go out and win it, we can't hand it to somebody. So, yeah. There's, and there is a lot of pressure on these guys to win. 
they're well paid for it, outrageously paid for it when you think about it. But uh, that's just how coaches think. And I think football coaches think that way more than any other coaches. If you polled our fan base, what percentage of our fan base want to see Nico start and play the whole game Saturday? Dixon, poll the fan base. What do you think that number is? I want to see him start and play. To start and play? Start and play. And play the whole game? Yes, sir. The whole enchilada. Maybe 15. John, what's the number? John takes the emails. I'd say 30. Brian, start and play the whole game. I think the number's higher than either of those. I think it's probably at least one in three. Maybe, maybe, maybe forty percent. I think it's fifty. You know, I, so, I think it's. Yeah, I would. I would say fifty. Start and play. Low. Here's another way to present the question. Yes. If fans had only, they had only two choices. Right. One being Nico can start and play the whole game. Two, Nico won't play at all. That's what would fans want? Well, I that, think it. Yeah. It'd be overwhelming, and we won't. They want to see Nico play. At that point, it's 90. Matt, why do you think the whole start and play thing, why why do you think that's a non-starter? Start and play is a non-starter. I mean, I I don't know. Joe Milton's coming off like two really good games. Like, why why break that up? You've got to, you know, keep him in, you know, in sync with all that. Another week, you know, Going through your your offense, building some success, which you should be able to, um, you know, maybe just keep working on things with Dante Thornton and, and Milton's legs in the running game to figure things out for Missouri. I just you know put just let let Milton go out there and and dominate for a half or a quarter and a half, and then and then give Nico you know at least a half, which I think is more than enough playing time. To the phones we go, eight six five two hundred five four zero two. I'm going to throw that poll question out there tomorrow on Twitter, I think. I think I'm going to do that. Because I think there's a bunch of people, John, that would love to see that. And I hear what Matt's saying. But I think people are kind of starved to see the star of tomorrow. They know what they have. That's uh, that's always been the case with fans. To the phones we go. Yeah, fans, fans love that backup. More than that starter generally, unless that starter is a is a frontline firebrand. But to the phones we go. I say the team has done a really nice job to get to six and two and with with four left here in the regular season. I think they're right where they belong. Hello and welcome into our call. Start us off. Tony, Hello. To- oh God. Tony and Sean, I'm feeling the romance when it comes Need to the producer. Rangers. I'm I'm happy for them. Yep, I'm happy for them. I'll tell you, Tony, it's been a big year in the city of Arlington. The Renegades winning the XFL championship, and now the Rangers. It's been a big year. Gold Brick Joe texted me that. And the Mavericks are 5-0. and oh. Don't forget about the Renegades. And, uh... I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I believe Bruce Bochy is a shoving Jerry Jones and saying, here, 
I'm controlling this yacht now, Mr. Jones. You just mosey on the back. John, what do you think the Q score is of the Rangers compared to the um, compared to the Cowboys down there in the in, in that area in the in the Metroplex? Well, uh, I think Dallas has a lot more fans. The Cowboys have a lot more fans outside the Metroplex. Yeah. But uh, I have a really good friend that lives in Dallas. Right. I've been there a lot, been to different games there, right. Rangers, uh, been to the Stars hockey team when they were really good. Uh, Dallas loves winners, hates losers. Loves winners. Doesn't matter what the sport is. I mean, let's face it. Dallas wasn't a, it had no hockey tradition and they packed that arena. I was there for a playoff game. It was one of the best atmospheres of the game I'd wow. ever seen. Oh I'll say this so, to anybody, playoff hockey, you don't even have to know about the sport to get sucked into that, John. Am I lying when you're at a game? No, it, it was no, and I know very little about the sport and we were my friend had season tickets. We were right there, right up front. Highly entertaining. Yes. I mean, a lot so, of intensity. So I guarantee you there are plenty of Rangers, fan, Rangers fans right now, just like there were plenty of uh, Mavericks fans when Dirk Nowitzki led them to world championship. You know, the I, I funny thing is that the other teams have won more one title since the Dallas Cowboys last won theirs. The it's Stars not. won one, I think. Yep. Yeah. Since then. The Rangers have won one since then, and now the Ma- the Mavericks won one. Since the Dallas then. Burn, FC Dallas, the Renegades, um, all of them have won the title since the Cowboys last won one. Yep, Tattoo and the CISL won a couple since. Um, I don't. I don't think the Cowboy fans outside of Dallas really care about the Rangers at all, or even know they exist. To be honest, I think no, that's I, more of a regional. That's a regional thing. Yeah, but. I just think as big as the Cowboys are nationally and even internationally, within the Dallas fan base, sports fan base, the Cowboys aren't what they want. The Cowboys are the team supposedly with talent that never that consistently underachieves yeah. now. Now, they love the Cowboys back in the 90s when yep. Jimmy Johnson was running the show and yep. Barry Switzer won a championship. It's got to be exhausting to those people, how boy bandy they are. let's not forget the 70s when Landry was head coach there. Well, of course. You, back then, you had the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders and the whole deal. Charlie's Angels. Yeah, that's, that's when the birth of them being a big fan base yeah. has kind of started. The flex defense. Like the the, teams or the flex and the doomsday defense and all that nonsense. You no, know, Bob <laughs> Lilly, Roger Staubach. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, Bill, the first uh, Super Bowl I covered was Dallas and Denver there in the Superdome. Oh, Craig Morton. Craig Morton. When the when the whose knees whose knees were as bad as Joe Namus. Yep. The, and Dallas uh, had that fierce pass rush. Yeah. They just ate him alive. And he'd had a great year, former great Cowboy. Year. At Orange Crush year. That was the Orange. year that Yeah. When Denver played that year, uh there was a study on sixty minutes back then. They did a feature and i was a young kid and they they said there was no crime in the city when the uh, everybody was paying attention when the broncos were playing even the criminals and you know bef- and you know and of course before roger staubach you had don meredith don perkins Murder. 
show murder. Um, Bill, ask, uh, ask, ask John Adams if he wants to do a, a redo of his take on Devin Leary and the guy that went out and threw four touchdowns. Ah, uh, you mean, uh, you mean, uh, Levis? Adams, uh, do you feel differently about Levis today after seeing him throw four touchdowns in an NFL game? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Brian Hartman said he got lucky. Brian Hartman and Nashville Lee came on here, and their statement on the record is, it's not repeatable, and teams are going to adjust to him. I go, really? Teams are going to adjust well, to a rookie quarterback? Hey, well, I, have I, I realize that, that a lot of times you'll have quarterbacks do well in their yep. first few games because there's no scouting, yeah. real, real book on those guys. Yeah. But what I liked about, I mean, he was completing some throws that a lot of other guys in the NFL can't complete. Hello, Brian Hartman. But, but Bill, you were getting ready to say, go ahead and launch on Brian, because Brian's going to keep repeating those shape shots after you get off. Uh, first of all, Brian, if Levis could play that same type of game against Pittsburgh tonight that he, get, that he did against Atlanta, and Atlanta had a pretty good defense, I believe that they could be capable of tearing their kingdom to losing streak. And I believe, Mr. Hartman, that they'll do it tonight. Who's the Steeler fan listening to us right now? Do you have a message for him? Um, Lamb Weirdo, you know, I hope that one of the member of the tight of the Titans breaks Kenny Pickett's leg. What? He's what not. First of all, he's not playing tonight, and second of all, you're out of here. You can't advocate that on here. I'm kicking that up to Commissioner Ron Fuller. You might get suspended, there, Shefford. He's advocating some bodily injury to a guy who's on already on the. Uh, I don't know. Do you get this, Brian? Do you understand this? Did Titans, Bill, and, and Brian both leave? I'm here. Okay. Back to our phones we go. On your TLD Logistics hotline, hello and welcome in. Hey, Tony. Hey. Yo, welcome in. Hey, I want to ask John Adams a question. You heard John? Yes. I wonder what you remember about that. Was that a final, the final four game where, where um, Bobby Knight? Bobby Knight. Dale Brown hated Bobby Knight's gut, and Bobby Knight had absolutely zero respect for Dale Brown's coaching. You remember that? Oh, very much so. He said he was concerned when uh, Indiana was ahead and behind in the game, and then he looked down the. Looked down the court and saw Dale Brown on the bench. And he said, wasn't concerned anymore. He said, I knew we had a chance when I saw Dale Brown down there. Yeah. The LSU actually led them at halftime by five points, and I think LSU scored about 19 points in the second half. 
that was a that was a semifinal game. Indiana ended up winning. Uh, yeah. North Carolina and uh, Virginia were the other two teams in it. Two real freaks and kooks there, John. Both those yeah. guys, Dale Brown and Bobby Knight, were two freaks and real yeah. kooks. Now, 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 wasn't Dale Brown and LSU ahead by about something like five or seven points? There was just like 30 seconds to go or something and wound up blowing the game. No, no. No, LSU was ahead with the game I'm talking about at the Final Four. They were ahead at halftime, and then uh, they came out in the uh, second half, and, and Indiana took them apart. Indiana won going away. Maybe that was a maybe that was a regional game I was thinking about. That could times? have been another game. I mean, that wasn't the only time they faced one another. But when I was there, they just played that that one time. It was in Tony City in Philadelphia at the Spectrum. The old Spectrum. I like old Bobby Knight. Didn't you, Tony? No. No, I, found, I found him to be boorish and a bully and a double standard guy. Very good coach, but I, I thought he was a bully and boorish and kind of an ogre and just he was mean you to know, people for no apparent reason. He would get on his same, coach's show and belch this, and birch, burp and go ahead, Bry. The same discipline he demanded from players he never really exhibited himself. It's a really great point. And you know what's interesting is that he and Coach K at the end of their lives didn't don't speak to each other. They didn't speak. They became estranged. And, and I, I actually they, take Shashevsky's side of it. Shashevsky's like, I tried, man. I, I really tried. I thought they, I thought they passed. You know, uh, no, I don't think they did. Let me ask, let me ask Google. I think they tried to because Shashevsky was interviewed about it not not too long ago. I saw. But go ahead, Bri, you were you were saying. I I think Tennessee was really close to bringing Bobby Knight in here. I can remember, I think it has something to do with certain coaches that he could or could not bring or certain staff members he wanted to bring, and Tennessee wouldn't agree to that. So, But fortunately, the way it worked out, I, I wasn't disappointed when they got Pearl instead. That, was, that worked out for the better. Sometimes the greatest gifts you can receive are unanswered prayers. Why, yeah. Uh... Why would they have cared about his assistant coaches? He wanted to bring his son in because he wanted to give the job to his I son. I think he wanted his son to have the job oh. when he retired, and I think that's what the oh, okay. point yeah. was. Now I kind of remember that. And, yeah, you saw what happened at Texas Tech when Pat Knight slid in there for his dad. I don't think that worked out too well for them. Well, Tennessee, as you said, Tennessee couldn't come out have come out better in the way that played out, no getting doubt. Bruce Pearl, what he did. That, that, was, the, that, was, that was a sign of luck in a, in a stretch where they really needed some. Hey, Jacardio, if, if uh, Pearl would have stayed here, would we have gone to a Final Four by now? Absolutely. Might we, even want to cut, cut the nets down. What do you think, John? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he went to the Final Four with Auburn, and I forget the player's name, the freshman, the 6'8 guy who went yep. – went to the NBA, he got hurt. Or I think uh, Auburn would have won the national championship. I thought it had the best team. So here's the deal. Uh, Coach K in Ian O'Connor's book, which came out February 16, 2022, said that he was finally done with Bob Knight. And they, they detailed their relationship and how complicated it was. And basically he just blamed, he blamed Knight in there saying, 
you know, hey, I tried, but I'm 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 done with them. That's it. So what was there? Was there some tipping point there with those two? Um, it was, uh, you know, it's very complicated. But you know, he played for Knight. He was coached by Knight. Uh, in '87, Indiana beat Duke, uh, and that is where Shashevsky said they basically had a divorce. So he and, and then. Um, he, he tried to kind of stay in his good graces and the whole deal. And I, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. Cause I, apparently in 2001, Knight went into the hall of fame and Krzyzewski at that point, they kind of patched it up and then they went sideways again. I got so. a question for you. What do you think Bruce Pearl could do with this roster? that uh, Rick Barnes has this year. I think he could take them further than Rick Barnes. What do you think, Matt? Sight unseen. Could could Pearl do more with this roster than Barnes? In the postseason, yes. In the regular season, no. Well, postseason is what counts. Regular season doesn't really count anymore. Counts to me. Doesn't count to me, not unless you, not unless you can go somewhere during the tournament. North Carolina is fixing to pay the price in their building here in about three weeks, so they better buckle up, Buttercup. Syracuse, look out. Syracuse better watch out. This this Dalton Connect guy is the truth. Yeah, he is. I read up on that guy before the season started. I expected this. question is, will Barnes turn him loose? Yep. I I bet he doesn't. Yeah. Well, listen, you're the man. Thank you. Here's the deal on Bob Knight. This is just just a little FYI for you. The final break in their relationship, according to O'Connor, came in 2015. Knight was being honored by his former Army players in Pinehurst, North Carolina. Krzyzewski showed up. O'Connor quoted Krzyzewski as saying in the book, and it was a disaster. O'Connor actually quoted Shashevsky's former Army teammate, John McCullough, who said, According to people in the hotel ballroom where the event took place, Knight was holding court with his friends at a table when Shashevsky approached. Mike came in and said, How you doing, coach? Recalled Jim Oxley, one of Shashevsky's close friends and an old backcourt partner, and Knight barely even hesitated and continued with a story, that kind of thing, that was the start of it. McCullough told O'Connor that Knight was sitting at a corner table with several former Army coaches. Krzyzewski went over there, got down on a knee just to see him eye to eye, and everyone else just kind of continued their conversation, and Mike got up and walked away and went over and stood in the room and said, that's the last expletive time that's it for me it's pretty interesting john how two powerful people in this in the world of sports or in anything and one guy says that's it ego they were too much alike don't you think they were too much alike yes probably yeah yeah there's not enough room for two of them in the same room 
I think uh, former Tennessee coach Don DeVoe, I think he had a good relationship with Bob Knight. Interesting. I'm just not a Knight guy. I was at one time, and then all that bullying and just being mean to people for no, just no apparent reason. I, I, I don't know. That's just me. Although there's a lot of things Knight did that you could say kind of we need in our society. That stern discipline, that's a lot of that stuff. I, we I, need it to an extent. We do need it to an extent, yes. Oh, I, I think we need it, but uh, Brian made a, a really relevant point with uh, Bob Knight had no self-discipline. He could be very compulsive at throwing a chair across the court, <laughs> stuffing an LSU fan in a garbage can, and that was kind of entertaining. That's entertaining. But, uh, Punching he, a police know. officer in an elevator, breaking his son's arm on a hunting trip. But I'm with Matt Dixon. When it comes to Bobby Knight, I got my game face on today. <laughs> when he when he did that thing that game and he belittled that report. You know, uh, how about John when he would belittle those people at the press conferences from the NCA right in front of people? Just oh, because he loved he could. doing that. Just because he could. He, that's bullying. I mean, to me, that's bull. You're going to treat somebody that way? I wonder how he was toward like servers and restaurants. I bet he was a real treat and a treasure to wait on in a restaurant. A guy like that that loved to wield his power over people. That's. Yeah, I, I doubt it. There was a lot of kindness going on. I just know in, in terms of media uh, relations, he, he really looked down on the media. <laughs> and maybe rightfully you know, uh, so. Yes, Brian. There's a story. Kevin Brockway wrote a piece about how, I think back in 1966, Knight interviewed with Ray Graves to be the basketball coach of Florida. And... They actually agreed, Knight agreed to take the job, but the, he was coaching Army at the time, and he'd have to get out of his contract with Army, and Army folks told him that we're going to make sure you don't succeed as a coach if you renege on your contract and don't honor your full time of your contract here. So he had to change his mind. He stayed at Army, and that's kind of interesting because Billy Donovan and Knight are the only two coaches to win two national titles before their 42nd birthday. Wow, that's so there, a good little snooze-snoot. There's a tie to Florida with Bobby Knight. That's a good snooze-snoot and snug at hour two on the radio after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hey Columbia, this is Sabian Beard with the Columbia Noon Rotary Club with some information and an invitation for you. If you don't already know about Rotary, it's an organization over 100 years old that focuses on service in the community, service through vocation, and service to the next generation. Many of our community figureheads participate in the local Rotary Clubs, and we need your help. Our main fundraiser for our service projects is the legendary Pancake Day, held on Saturday, November 11th from 6 to 4. Tickets are $10 for one or $25 for three, and may be purchased at the door or from any Noon Rotary member. Help us continue to serve your community and enjoy a splendid breakfast with your neighbors. See you there. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality.
This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. It is our do, 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 do on the radio. Tennessee has UConn uh, this weekend. Bobby Knight just passed away. Uh, legendary coach, no doubt about it. And I know you're not supposed to speak ill of the dead, but I got to call an ace and ace and spade a spade on him because w- with me and him, it's kind of complicated. Even though he's a gr- he's a great coach, but the guy went out of his way to bully people. He just went out of his way to bully. And we were just talking during the break here about the way he just kind of, you know, some of the things he did. Bri, you wanted to bring something up, and then we'll go back to the phones. Well, I remember a story about Knight coached the 84 Olympic team that was full of great college and some future NBA players that went on to have great careers in the NBA. And Charles Barkley was on that team briefly, I think, if the story goes right. So Bob Knight would always talk about how he demanded they be somewhere on time to meetings and everything and there was no he wasn't going to put up with anybody who's late. Well, one one time they were meeting for a meeting and the players were all there. Bobby Knight showed up like 5 or 10 minutes late. And when he walks into the room, Charles Barkley stood up and said, "Where the hell have you been?" <laughs> and it got a laugh. The whole team started laughing at it. And, John, I was telling you that during the break, we were laughing at this McDaniels guy, Josh McDaniels, who I think now he's a failed head coach twice. Is that right, Brian? And then he keeps going back to New England, and then he keeps being renovated in that dip, and then he gets another head coaching job. He, he might be out of options now in terms of the head coaching job. But, you know, he's got that kind of off-putting thing about him. I don't know. You just kind of look at him and you think to yourself, this guy's kind of looking at you, but he's talking to himself. At any rate, Josh McDaniels, uh, here's the story. He loves Halloween like Adams loves Elvis. Now, John Adams and his lovely bride got married out in uh, uh, Lost Wages, and John was at the, they went to the Elvis Chapel. I mean, John's commit, he's committed to the bit. Apparently so is this McDaniels guy. He loves Halloween and loves dressing up at Halloween. So they lose on Monday Night Football. Brian, did they lose in embarrassing fashion, or was it a close game? No, they lost by two touchdowns, and it wasn't really that close. So they got kind of trucked on national television. And that for a long time, that was the Raiders' identity. John, like back in the day, the Raiders were team Monday Night Football. That was the baked into their whole silver and black well, anyway, in recent years, as their pro, their uh, franchise has kind of fallen on hard times, that's all sort of going away, and they got blowed out the other night on Monday Night Football. So apparently he did a no-no and showed up at their complex dressed, dressed like that owner, with that crazy-looking hair that owner has. Apparently he got a special uh, wig made, and he made his skin look all crazy and ridiculous, and, and, he, and he shows well, up dressed like that owner and the owner saw him and he's like you know who are you you know i'm you and the owner passed him on the way to go getting something for lunch and he goes to pf chang and the story goes that he eats his meal and he starts just getting really angry and he starts just thinking you know what 
This freaking guy is tr- what? This guy's going to do this to me? What? And then Brian, what's his fortune cookie say? Well, I don't know how you get a a message like this in a prepackaged fortune cookie. They're pre-wrapped usually, I think. But he gave him I think he what he did was he he got McDaniel's a meal from PF Chang. I think and and he played along with the joke at first, like, "Okay, this is funny." And played along with it. And then got him, ordered him some P.F. Chang, brought him a fortune cookie. And inside the fortune cookie, he opens it up and the message read, you're fired, pal. John, I don't know how you do that in a fortune I guess when you're rich, you, you can do anything you want to do. You're fired, pal, John, in your message. I mean, you got to say that's a creative way of terminating somebody, John. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking, I wonder what Al Davis would have thought of this. Mark Davis is dead. Al Davis. Well, he fired Kiffin in a bizarre way. So that Kiffin firing John is one of the greatest things we've ever seen. You got to admit that. Mm-hmm. There's a history in that organization. With flow chart. The Davises. He had the flow chart. He had the thing on the wall, the projector on the wall. He was up there pointing at it with the pointer. Now, Matt, you're not much of an NFL guy, but you have to admit that's pretty next level to dress like your owner at Halloween after you get blown out on national television to have the absolute testicular fortitude to do that and then get terminated is pretty next level yeah after getting blown out you've got to call an audible and get, go with the the backup costume hey, wh- yeah. what's the guy thinking well you know he he probably spent a lot of spent a lot of time getting that costume ready and yes. he's like yeah i gotta I, I pretty much have to wear it now i spent too much resources and effort on this to just not do it but you know it really shows what he thought thought of the owner. It, it really, Josh McDaniels yes. probably thought that guy's a total clown, and the only reason he owns has a football team is because of his daddy. Back to the which phones, which is probably true. Which how many people, a lot of truth in that? How too. many people in the NFL could you say that about? Probably a bunch of them. But I'll tell you this: John Adams presented today by our, our friend Jennifer Morris Keller Williams. You talk about an awesome person. You spend a minute with her, you'll know what I'm talking about. She's a living ball fan. She's a sports-minded person. Her dog is featured in her marketing, which I could get her puppy to bark on here. I would right now. She's really next level, and she does not want you to buy or sell your home on your own. Her website is nextmovesmokymountains.com, nextmovesmokymountains.com, nextmovesmokymountains.com. 865-257-7897. 865-257-7897. I'll go back to our phones. It's a TLD Logistics Hotline. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in. You're on our Thursday edition. Hey, what's going on, Tone? Who's your ball, Ryan? Hey, who's your ball, Ryan? Welcome in. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on today. So, of course, I had to call in and talk yeah. about the old general. Sure. Um, Got started getting texts from family and people back home about 8.30 last night. Uh, I I will always love Coach Knight as a coach, but I don't dispute with anyone if they say they don't because, uh, Tone, you've talked about your faith on here. I'm a Christian, too. Uh, for those out there listening, Bobby Knight is a great warning to people about what unchecked sinful nature can do and how self-destructive it could be we should be talking about him the way we talked about when i was a kid dean smith and uh 
John Wooden when he died, but he insisted on making that not really possible. And that's when I tell my son about Coach Knight, I'll tell him about the countless great things I could tell him, but I'll always remind him he is a lesson to us that I hope he found Jesus late in life, but you, this is what can happen if you allow this to happen. And it's really sad. I'm, I'm torn. He, he seemed to soften and he moved back to Bloomington, but mm. only him and God know. But I really hope Coach Knight got right with the Lord before he died because, you know, it's undeniable. He was everything as a devil that people said he was. And he was every bit the basketball savant and nice to some people. I mean, he is almost like your correct tone. He, he would do all these great things behind the scenes, but he just insisted on this thing. And that, that's tragic, in my opinion. And, and you knew, like, Barkley is convinced that the thing Barkley did to him at the uh, 84 trials when he showed him up, he said, that was it for me. I was getting caught, even though I had totally dominated the trial. Because Barkley went right into the NBA and was dominant. People were like, this guy didn't make the Olympic team? I mean, are you freaking kidding me? But but that night's nature was, I'm I'm the show. I'm going to go through yeah. life as the show. And you know yeah. what? The truth is, none of us are the show. No. None of us are. No. Like, I hear accounts the way Taylor Swift treats people. And if anybody could be the show, it's somebody like her. And she goes out of her way to be kind to people. Like, you hear people talk about her. You never hear people talk about uh, the way she treats people. And and one example is on that tour that they just had, which is crazy, across America, she took every truck driver, those big guys driving the 18-wheelers from town to town, and gave each one of them a $100,000 raise, $100,000 each. Sure. And she said, well, because we were so successful, and she didn't put it out. They went to the press with it. They were like... This is what she just, because she didn't want it out. She was like, I just want to do this for you guys. Well, Tone, what's tragic is, and not to excuse Coach Knight, countless bad behaviors. He did all those very same things you just mentioned. You can find there's so many obituaries written today that talk about this. He did those generous things as well and also didn't want them out. But it was almost like he insisted on this caricature of himself remaining alive. And that's what... Uh, you know, for, for people who don't understand how brilliant of a coach he was, the game I always tell people, I say, forget the Natties, forget the 76 team, forget all that. Michael Jordan's last college game, IU beat him with Dan Dockage. And that is because Bobby Knight is the greatest basketball tactician, in my opinion, of all time. And even his detractors will say that, but... You know, I think what if Bobby Knight had Rick Barnes's Christian character at Indiana? He might have won six or seven natties. I firmly believe that. But we'll never know, and, you know, I hope he I hope he got right in his old age. And uh, I'll always love him, but you're exactly right, Tone. It's, it's unfortunate we have to speak about him this way. But well, you kind of do. I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. And the thing is about a guy like that one quick anecdote ray mears who i got to know sort of at the end of his life i was sitting there one day in the um what he called the orange room down there in teleco where he had all his memorabilia john did you ever go in there 
Did, were you ever, did you ever get on there? No, I, I never did. I kind of wish I had because I got to know Ray pretty well when he came back here. So great. And really enjoyed talking to him. So we were sitting in there one day, and he showed me something. Bobby Knight had written him. And he said, you know, Tony, that guy shows a lot of respect toward me. Which kind of goes to what Ryan was talking about. Well, I think Knight showed respect to him. I think it would have been genuine because Ray Mears was a great tactician. Yeah. And Bobby Knight, I'm sure, recognized that. He didn't have the success that Bob Knight did, but Ray Mears was a... I think one of the best tacticians ever. To the phones we go. And they were both from Ohio, too. Well, that's interesting. 865-200-5402. So we've gotten, I don't know, going on this Bobby Knight thing, but he's a legend, and it's college sports. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hi, you're on the air. Ella, Ella, let's try this again. Welcome in. You're on the show. All right. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Tony Martin Vall. Hey, Martin Vall. Welcome in. <clears throat> um, that Bobby Knight, definitely uh, an interesting character, but the uh, golf outtakes, if you ever see those on YouTube and need a good laugh, I mean, are just... What, what are the golf outtakes? He did this. Golf. I sent I sent him to you last night, Tom, in that group text. Oh, I didn't look. I didn't see. He used to have a golf yeah. show, and these were like the outtakes from it, where he, you know, does Bobby Knight things. <laughs> yeah, it's ten minutes. It's ten minutes worth easy. Is it funny uh, or is it belligerent or a little bit of both? Which one? I'll go both. What do you say, Matt? I, I, I find it. Oh, but I, I spent 30 minutes watching Bobby Knight YouTube clips last night. The yeah. game face yeah. is literally my favorite thing. And that that girl, I don't know if it's a girl uh, reporter, man reporter, female. Uh, I can't say girl. But when you're my age, some young, I think it was somebody said to him, Coach, does your team, I mean, how long, why does it take you so long to get your game face? And he just snapped on that guy. <laughs> you remember it, John? <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> he just ripped his poor guy apart. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the golf outtake is basically everything when you struggle on the golf course and in your short game. Everything you kind of want to say in your head, he actually says it. <laughs> uh, then takes it up a notch. So, And he's got his guys trying to help. I don't know if that's like the play-by-play guy or something, Matt, from Indiana back in the day. But he's just sitting there laughing. He's like, what are you going to do? You know, trying to do all these cuts. Wow. So was it where they recording like a, was he doing like a golf show or something? Yeah. That's a great idea. It was like a TV show. Oh, that's a TV show. Oh, that's a great idea to have a guy like that with a mic on him and follow him around a golf course. I'm jealous of that. I mean, imagine you had Bob Kessling out there and he's trying to, you know, help him do this golf show and he's just sitting there watching Bob Knight just, just go off on everybody and himself, throw his club. You throw a fit in the sandbox and it's hilarious. Um, but uh, going back to earlier in the show, uh, one, a couple things. So on Joe Milton, my question is, you know, I, I don't know that he beats him, you know, obviously lost to Florida down there, but does this version of Joe Milton that showed up lately went down in the swamp? And, that, and that's a maybe yes. I, you know, I think, as you say, you're allowed to get better. And, you know, he's not the greatest thing in the world. But 
The guy certainly improved a lot. Uh, was he hurt at the beginning of the season? I mean, I have my questions. I think we all kind of know in the middle of the season that that knee was was not doing great. But he certainly looks healthier now, and and with him running around, um, yeah, I do think it makes him much more formidable. So um, there's that. The, the other thing I wanted to add in there to a discussion that um, you and Doc were having yesterday was uh, really thinking about roster management. And, you know, you have this investment uh, in, in Nico. And, you know, next year you could have no offensive linebacker, but you could potentially, potentially, there's the option, I think, of three of those guys coming back, maybe. Whether they come back, I don't know. I would think long and hard about because cohesiveness in the offensive line unit is a big deal. But if you can keep John Campbell somehow or Spraggins or. He's going to the NFL. I mean, you guys, you guys are dreaming. Uh, no offense. That's my that's myopic dreaming. I love you. I'm for you, not against you. That guy's going to play NFL football, and he's going to start his clock. And these guys are well, not going to come back for old UT. They're just not. I mean, how much money are you going to pay him? Well, it depends. I mean, it just depends on where you're I'm asking you, how much money are you going to pay him? Like, because he's going to make three or $400,000 next year and start his clock. I mean, what's that worth yeah. to you? Well, you got to know how much your budget is. You well, know, you're sitting on with your budget. I mean, you guys I mean, are dreaming. I love it. I'm for well, it, not against it. But the John but again, Campbell thing—that guy's made money. And and listen, that yeah. guy got hurt the other night, and he came back into the game. That guy oh, did, he, has done nothing but improve his stock. He, he's great, and, and maybe Spragans is gone too. I, I'm just saying, in general, uh, I, I think you got to do everything again if you have any option to get somebody like that, or you're going to have potentially an option on some guys on the defensive lines that are tweeners. I think if you're looking at NIL money and managing a roster, I do yeah. think you're going to have to really consider payroll. Now, you know, I don't know if, got, if you've got these guys right. looking. I mean, I, I'll throw a guy. Say, look, we've talked about D-line. That's fine. You know, and I want to get young in the secondary, too. How young are we going to get? I don't know, but you got the Deco Slaughter sitting there. He ain't going pro. Is he going pro this year? His foot hadn't been right. Or whatever no, I don't think so. See, so maybe you look at that. It's, anyways, this is what I wanted to get to in the, in, yeah. in the roster management. But, um, you know, I, I'll come back to this, though. Um, I think it is uh, imperative. Uh, yeah, I definitely want Joe to get started. But uh, I think you almost got to kind of call your shot, like Watson said earlier. Either you're going to say you're up three, or at this point in the game, because, again, it's UConn, man. And I kind of don't know or care where you are in the field. Um, you got to get your about two quarters in for Nico at the least, man. I, I mean, I, I just I got to say at this point in the season, I don't understand the beginning of the season, but I think for a lot of reasons, cause, and I'm just going to get straight to the point, with a lot of these kids that are studs that you're not playing, well, everybody else around the country is shopping around, and they know they're not playing too. And these kids are like, what are you going to go? I mean, I understand the guys are, are, are freshmen. You know, some guys are good to sit, get bigger, get stronger. And I'm not just talking about Nico, though. You know, you got to get these kids playing for more than one reason. You see what I'm saying, Tony? Listen, you got to make some highlights in Neyland Stadium with him if I'm Tennessee's coaches. I want yeah. him to feel the love in that place when those fans are cheering. I do not want this season to expire with that, uh, that occurring for him because if you don't think people are going to poke around on him, you're out of your mind. You yeah. are I mean, literally out of your mind. And if you and, don't and create that for him, you're failing as a staff. You're failing. Now, the same, same things for, like, Nico aside, same things for your cornerback. Because, again, we, we like to play, or Tennessee likes to play the guys they play and stay old back there. That's fine. 
yeah, veteran guys. You better play the kids. One of those five-star studs that we've got. Good yep. studs on it. Are they right. going to sit around or is somebody going to be like, hey, you want to play ball in this secondary? You want to sit around for this guy? You're right. Anyways, just throwing that out. Man. Thank you. And, and, and I, listen, I didn't mean to get jumpy at you on Campbell, but I just don't see that guy coming back. I mean, I'm just going to – that guy's made himself money here this year, and that's why he came here. But, John, to the point about the roster management, an X wrote a piece over at tclub.team a couple days ago, which is really interesting, because it's like managing a salary cap. You only have so much money. And so, and there's only so much oil in the ground. And there are only so many players out there you can go get. And all these programs are going to fight over these great offensive linemen. X says, if it's me, I'm watching these midweek games and these midweek leagues, and I'm trying to find guys that I can plug into my deal. Sort of like Florida State did with that Jared Verse guy. Now, Tennessee was on him quickly as well, but we've seen that already. Um, Finding guys and and saying, hey, you want to take a shot here? Jump up into the Southeastern Conference. Florida's been successful on the offensive line with a couple of those guys. But the question becomes, and, and Matt, I want your uh, take on this as well. The question becomes, how much of that do I do? How much do I try to keep my current roster there? If I can talk a couple of those guys into staying, how much more worthwhile is that versus going out into the open market versus paying a kid? A kid out of high school. This is a this is the kind of stuff that's going on in real time, and it's very quick, and it's very static. So, what do you think, John? Oh yeah, I mean roster management now is a completely different level. Uh, and the thing, I think we when you're uh, an SEC school, a prominent school like Tennessee, you think in terms of transfers you can attain. Uh, but there are two sides to it. You've got to, You can't assume everybody's going to come back and play for you. There are all kinds of reasons not to. Yeah. You may get an. You may get a, a better NIL deal. I mean, these NIL deals are formulated for a year usually. Uh, somebody like Nico, uh, you made the point that sure other schools are still looking at him. Of course they would be. Maybe they'll uh, give him a better NIL offer. He hasn't played here, um, but maybe they still have that high opinion of him. So you've got to, and the thing is, you say, okay, in December, this transfer business starts. Transfer portal is open for business. But you can't wait till then. You need to be in on people just like you're in on high school recruits early on. Because a lot of times when they go into that uh, transfer portal, yep. they've decided where they're going. They already know. And that that window, when it happens, is going to be absolutely wild. Because they're laying the groundwork for it right now. All these schools are. They're all talking to people. They're going to be major surprises. This is what they've done to themselves. They've created anarchy with the money in the sport. And they've really kind of screwed the game up. But then again, it's never been more popular. So there is well, that. Well, it's, uh, it's more news. It's more publicity. 
It's like and the NFL offseason. They're, they're managing yeah. to find a way because that used to be a dead spot right there between that, the beginning of the bowl game, and now it's going to be every day when you get up, so-and-so's leaving LSU and they're going over here. So-and-so's getting picked off Cincinnati's roster and they're coming here. So-and-so, we're going to have some surprise guys leave. See, it's going to go both ways. That's how this is going to work. And I want, I think it's incumbent, Matt, upon Tennessee to create some good, good feelings and good memories for um, for this quarterback. I, I really mean that. No, I, I mean I, I don't disagree at all. I, I think you need to, and you, and you haven't had, you know, you kind of wasted those opportunities earlier in the season. Um, and, and didn't do it, so now you can. You need to make sure you do it this Saturday, especially. Um, and there'll probably be at least one other game down the stretch where you can probably do it as well. Um, hopefully, it's Vanderbilt and not Georgia. Um, but no, and, and it's not just Nico too. But you know, all the other freshmen. You know, some of those freshman DBs that they have high hopes for. Maybe maybe put them in. Maybe maybe they'll look for the ball. So you know. And Matt, and I didn't mean to, and I, I, and I love our last caller. He knows that. I didn't mean to clap at him over John Campbell, but to me, that kind of stuff, it's good to take a shot at it. I just think that's wishful thinking. I just think that's a long shot that you're going to keep a guy here who's who's played himself into NFL draft pick status. I think the only sport you can do that in is women's basketball. Yeah. Because the top women players can make more in college off NIL deals than they can in the WNBA. Matt, how do you respond to that? And I I get what Martin Vall is saying, and he really made a great point about the freshmen, your freshman DBs, your freshman quarterback. you got to get those guys feeling the love, man. they got to get on the field and feel the love. They really do. These are human beings we're dealing with here. John Campbell, Matt, where do you come down on that? Well, I mean, if if, if there's any chance that he could that he would entertain coming back, I think you you try you try to do that because you know it's a developmental position. Yeah, uh, you need guys that have you know cohesiveness there. I mean, there's a much longer shot of you you know going and getting four or five uh, portal offensive linemen and being able to have a, just an average offensive line. That's a major long shot next year. You know, I, I think you're going to have to have two or three guys at least that are in the program right now, you know, return and, and be good players because I mean, it's just so hit or miss in the portal, especially for offensive linemen. There's just so few really good ones out there that are available that you can't rely on that, um, for, for like day one starters that like, you know, you know, all the positions up there. So any chance that, that Campbell or, or Cooper may spread, whoever, if any of those guys would entertain coming back, I think you have to, you have to look at that seriously. If I were in, uh, if I were in Nico's shoes, I would be lobbying for those offensive linemen to come back. Absolutely. I want to have John Campbell come back. I tell the coaches how important that is. I mean, so Nico may want to renegotiate his NIL deal. Well, part of that negotiation might be, hey, I want you to do everything you can to get these guys to come back. I'll give you some money. I'll give you some of my money. Sure. 
for keeping these guys here. 865-200-5402. All lines are jammed. We've got a special announcement coming up. It's been sort of delayed here. And uh, and, and you'll understand that. Uh, but that is going to happen. Evan Russell is going to join me and join us. Join us. Join us now. Um, when we continue, and the thing about Campbell is, Matt's right. I mean, I, obviously you're going to have those conversations. The thing I'm saying out loud is, though, as college football fans, we have to understand, and you got to start understanding this going forward, the goal of those guys is to get to that NFL and to get that clock running and get to that pension money. That's the goal. That's the goal. It's a brutal sport. And I just think it's... Maybe I'll be proven wrong. I just keep it real on here. I just think that borders on idealistic to think that those guys are going to stick around just because you're going to pay them a little bit of money. Versus yeah, what uh, John's saying. Versus what John's saying, which is, I'm Angel Reese. The minute I walk, walk off LSU's campus, I lose a lot of my earning ability. Because literally, going from LSU to that WNBA is like going from daytime to darkness. I mean, it's the truth. But while I'm well, look there, at, look I've at got, Candace Parker. While I'm there, I've got so much earning potential. It's not even funny. A, She's a millionaire. Oh, time's over. Time's if Candace over. Parker were playing college today, how much could she get in NIL? Stuff? Oh boy, are you kidding me? I mean, especially when she you could got, get all she would she could retire after college when you and not got, play again. When you got the beauty of a face <laughs> and enough. Squint, when you got the beauty of face and skin like me, a young Basilio with my abilities, <laughs> unstoppable. All lines are jammed as they will stay throughout. We continue after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. 
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7, and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Welcome back, everybody. It is time to talk to our favorite grocer, Miles Johnson. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, buddy. What we got today at uh, Foodland? Well, this week we have ground chuck for three forty nine a pound, ribeye steak six ninety nine a pound, sweet potatoes sixty nine cents a pound, green cabbage seventy nine cents a pound, food club vegetable oil three forty nine, and Coke six packs three for twelve. And I want to also mention this Friday, one day only, we have a special sale which includes. Land Lakes butter, three eighty eight each. Marie Calendar frozen pies, five eighty eight each, and Domino sugars, two eighty eight each. All right, some good deals as always, and uh, people need to come in and take uh, advantage of those great savings. Once again, you're located at uh, on West 7th Street, right there by the post office, open seven days a week. You're open 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. People need to come in and check out, and uh, you got a great staff as always. I appreciate them, and uh, Miles, you have a great week, so we'll talk to you next week, buddy. All righty, thank you. Thank you. 
Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. Yeah, special shout-out to my man down there in the mid-state. Yeah. Hey, why didn't mean to clap out there? I, I just don't want to be that way. He'll never call this show. Even though I am that way. He'll never get near Martin, I love you. Never call. So John asked me during the break, we were looking this up and uh, talking about the Vols and, you know, looking ahead to next year because you're, you're two-thirds of the way done your season right now. And truth is, um, you know, it's kind of time to start looking, looking ahead a little bit. And that's why we were encouraging them to play as many young people as you can this weekend. Obviously, they know that. But for folks that are at the game, it's really important to kind of stay there and stay in the moment and let these guys feel what it feels like to make great plays in that stadium. To qualify for an NFL pension, a player must. I'm reading from their language. You guys tell me what this means. Maybe we need Marco Scarza for this. Play in the NFL for at least three seasons or be considered vested by being on a team's roster for at least three games regular or postseason. Each season plays counts as a credit, which determines the pension amount received. The more credits, the more pension you get. And that's what I was talking about earlier, John, with the goal for these guys, because football is a sport where, like the great Jason Swain says, you only play till your body doesn't cooperate. He said, and for some of us, like him, that occurs when you're in college. And for some, that occurs when you're in high school. And for some, that occurs when you just get to the NFL or a mix of the three. And a guy like John Campbell, who got gimpy the other day in a game, um, you know, I mean, for him... It's going to be really hard, you know, to compete with that if you think you can totally. play in that league. Think about the offensive line when they just, their bodies get twisted and turned in all those different positions in the middle of that line. Uh, most of them are wearing knee braces, uh, wear and tear. Yep. Yeah. If you can get a, you've really got to think about durability at that position. And I'm not telling really anybody good. how to think. But as a fan, it's a minor miracle if you can get one of those guys back. If you can get two of those three back, it's a miracle. If you get three of those guys back, it is, uh, I mean, I don't know, Guadalupe level to the Catholics what? out there listening to me. Well, Tony, how much, uh, you know Tennessee's roster? You know the importance of offensive linemen. If you're a coach, you're coaching this team, 
you go to the NIL folks and say, here's what we need to pay these guys. Could you afford them? Could you pay them enough to keep them? If the if you as a coach make that uh, challenge and you emphasize how important this is. NFL rookie minimum, John. Rookie minimum is seven fifty. Ooh. Year two it's eight seventy. Two years on a roster it's nine forty. Can you afford okay. to keep them, John? I mean, I'm just okay. asking. That's why I was asking. Okay. Uh, yeah. John Ruiz down there at Miami, maybe he'd give each one of them a million bucks. Back to the phones we go. You almost need like a John Ruiz these days. That's why an ex was saying this, you know, you're almost to the point where you got to look at these deals and go, okay, do I need to invest in my roster? Do I need to invest in their roster across the street and get that guy? Do I need to invest in the high school program? Do I need to get somebody out of junior college and invest in them? Do I need to get somebody from a lesser league who would love to come up? And you may probably have to pay them as much. Although the minute, see, the problem with this thing is there's two transfer portals, okay? There are the guys that jump into the transfer portal nilly-willy. And then there, and those guys probably don't even end up signing anywhere. There's been a bunch of those people. But there's also the transfer portal out there, John, where these people already have it in their minds where they're going to go. It's been already worked out between their family or their representation and the school they're going to. It's two different transfer portals out there. And you wonder with how many folks Tennessee's been in contact with behind the scenes. Offensive lineman. I wonder what that number is because they might need five. Is the number fifty? Is it sixty? I think. Is it ten? You know what I mean, John? Yeah, and I think Tony that. I know you're not talking about a five-star quarterback, but you're talking about guys that could determine the success of failure of your season. And and when we're talking about an offensive line, we as you alluded to earlier, you mentioned continuity and playing together there matters if you can bring your entire offensive line back intact that that would be pretty impressive i'm not saying tennessee just speaking in general anytime you can bring back the same guys they play each other play together for a long time they know what how to do things in that system it really matters and uh yeah you that's what's so interesting about this to me with the you, when they say, okay, the transfer portal's open for business, business is all year round. It, it's not a, a partial, you know, it's not a fraction of the year. You've got to be, you've got to be scouting. You got to know where you're going. You know what your roster is, what you could lose. And I think you've got to factor into it. You've got to think, I will lose these guys. You can't say, well, that's right. He, he might come back. That guy might come back. That's well, right. if he does, great. But you got to look at it as he's gone. And how are we going to fill that role? How will we fill that position? And you got to look at your entire depth chart that way. Dixon, what do you think? 
I mean, would it be worth taking three and a half million of your of your allocated dollars to keep your line there? Or I guess if there are three guys that are eligible at seven fifty, that's two point something million. Yeah, I, I think it is for sure, for sure. Because there's no guarantee you're going to go out and get even re- anything comparable, like a replacement type player for them. Like that's not a guarantee at all. And you you know what you have in those guys, and you know them staying together would in in theory make your should solidify your line and, and just help it improve next year, as opposed to just regress because. And there's just not a lot of of good quality offensive linemen out there that are in the portal every year. So interesting. I wonder if that number increases this year. Now that we've got the rules of engagement, now they've got a set time, a set period, set tampering. Uh, these guys, I'm telling you, these guys would step over a family member for an extra dollar. Okay, these are not savory people. They're just not. That's 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 that profession. You know, um, I uh, X talks about looking at these midweek games. I don't think you would look at the two one and seven Titans battle last night in Kenton Akron. I don't know if there's anybody on those teams. I think he was talking about those those leagues, Brian. But the thing is, Brian. You could be a one in seven team and have a really good player somewhere yep. on that roster. Who was the guy that was uh, number one in America that one year from Central Michigan? They won like two games. That guy that uh, Butch Jones. Oh, Eric, uh, Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher. He's still in the lead, by the way. Let's go back to the phones. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony. Yo. Hey, I just had a. This is Negaval. I just had a. Negaval. Uh, good to hear from you, brother. Gonna hear from you too. Uh, so, you know, if I was uh, Campbell's dad, I would hundred percent. If I was his dad, I'd tell him to go to the league. Just honestly, uh, that's first off, because I'd be like, hey, you got to get close to that three years possible, as fast as possible. Like you said, people's careers, you know, yep. they, you never know when it's over. Is offensive lineman. That's exactly. forever money. I want people to think about that. That's forever money. Forever. Mo- you go there, you get in three or four years, and you get forever money. You don't do that in college football. Nobody's gonna pay you forever money in college football. Yeah, you got to You got to take the money while because you never know when it's uh, gone. And then back to the Nico situation, yeah. Joe Milton. Um, we let Joe Milton get in last year, and I was even, you know, even a Negaval. I was excited for Joe Milton this year a little bit. Because we we th- we threw in Joe Milton last year a little bit here and there. Yep. He's the same thing with Nico. Get him and uh, so I'm right on board with. Uh, I'm in that ninety percent, you know, of Tennessee fans saying uh, that we need to get him in there. I want to see uh, him. I not only do I want to see him play Saturday a bunch. I want at least two series, maybe three, with the ones. I want to give him a chance for success. We were talking about. The backup linemen, look, I'm not knocking those guys. Those guys show up, work, show up to work and do their thing and blah, blah, blah. Keep him in there with that first-team offensive line. He needs to taste success. Let him lead a couple scoring drives or at least give him the opportunity to do that. And script him some plays, too, just like you would the open of a, opening of a game. 
give your best we stuff. We let Joe Milton do it last year. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, last, I know everybody is the beating a dead horse. I know everyone's done it, but you know we've they've only had we've only had one live ball penalty against the other ball, the other team, and that's like basically five thousand chances. Yep, to have five thousand chances. Like is Heupel just thinking, hey, this is our penance? They told him, like, hey, this is your penance for all you Catholic fans out there. <laughs> for, uh, Another Catholic reference. You know, <laughs> you know for all the. Uh, for the what we got off with Pruitt, you know, the slap on the wrist, quote-unquote. Like, they're like, hey, you're just going to take it this year, and this is your penance. You're going to have to pay so for it. So the officials are taking this into games. Are you kidding me? I, think he, I hope he's kidding. So I, they're just like, hey, you're going to – they they're just after the ball. I'm, I'm a little conspiracy theorist, and I'll leave A little. Them, you know. hey, a hey, little. I, I also think that uh, – Oswald wasn't alone. So as you're, well, you're, I John, agree with you're in that yeah. company. So John, it's not a far-fetched thing what this guy's saying. Okay. If Oswald didn't right. act alone, yeah, I can't be hypocritical so, here. And this Connor Stallions yeah. is a real person. Hey, listen, I appreciate you. Thank you, Negaval. Great call.